Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, episode 610, flashback to Spider-Man video games. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 610. I'm uh, taking a brief look at the Spider-Man video game for PlayStation 4. Um, or just in general, talking about uh, Spider-Man video games. Um, I have an interesting history with Spider-Man video games. Um, the first time I ever bought a PlayStation, um, it was to specifically so that I could play the Spider-Man Activision game. They made two of them in that series. Um, but that was the main reason. I remember you know, this guy was like, oh, I'll sell you my PlayStation used. Uh, and I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. I, I don't really care. And I was like, wait a minute, there's a Spider-Man video game. And I didn't have a 64. I haven't talked a lot about my, I think, I said, I don't think I've talked a lot about my history of video game consoles, et cetera, on the podcast previously. I might have. Um, but um, growing up, like, I started with a Nintendo Classic or NES uh, when I was growing up. I think I got it when I was uh, probably five, five and a half. I got it in 89, so uh, I turned six that November. So I'm pretty sure I was like five and a half. I remember uh, pretty vividly um, that we bought it when we went on a we went on a vacation, a family vacation. My sister was a year old. She was left at home, a sucker, um, and we went to Disney World. It was my first time in Disney World, I believe. And uh, when in Disney World, uh, or at least when we were in Florida, we bought um, a Nintendo and we brought it home, and it was um, the version that had the combo split game of... Um, Super Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Um, so that was my first console. And then a couple years later, when the Super Nintendo came out, my Nintendo died. And I was, uh, I hate to say it, kind of happy about it. Because I loved my Nintendo, and I loved playing all the games on it. But I really wanted the Super Nintendo. And I was like, Dad, for Christmas, can I get a Super Nintendo? And he's like, uh, we'll see. And they got me another Nintendo, which... I mean, I, thinking back on it at the time, my dad makes some good points. He was like, why get you a system where you had no games? And you'd have to buy all new games. But you had all these other games that you enjoyed that were now useless. So I'm going to buy you a new system, a replacement system, so that you can enjoy those games. It's hard to fault that logic. As a parent especially, and as someone who's relatively frugal, it makes sense to do that as opposed to buying a brand new system. Uh, as a kid, did not appreciate it nearly as much. But over time, people stopped playing their Nintendos, and I kind of started accumulating other people's collections. So when I look at my games now, it's hard. It's getting harder for me to remember which ones were originally mine and which ones I kind of you know accumulated over time. Um, but that was a big deal at the time, and then so like I, I missed out on Super Nintendo. Like I would be at people's houses, and I would get to see like them play the Genesis, and I I had one friend who had like the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. He had everything, so like I'd get to play Maximum Carnage for Super Nintendo, which to this day is probably my favorite Super Nintendo game because it was the one I wanted to play. Like I know most people would say that Super Mario Brother, uh, sorry, Super Mario World is the best, and it's a great game. But for me as a kid, and this nostalgic feeling, um, it's Spider Man Maximum Carnage, which is the game. Um, and I still love that game. And uh, when I bought the Super Nintendo Classic, I immediately hacked it so that I could put a, uh, a Maximum Carnage ROM on there so I could play that because that game is fantastic. It's brutally hard, but it's just the music is so indelible. It's it's it's, it's baked into my brain. I love that music. I love the sound effects from that movie, from that game. I just remember it so well. But I missed out on Super Nintendo as a result of this uh, thing with my dad. And then when the Nintendo 64 came out, I never had that either. And I remember the, the, the closest I ever came to owning a 64 until years and years, like years and years later in like 
early, I guess, late 2000s, maybe 2009-ish, when my wife and I moved in together, she had a Nintendo 64 from somewhere. It was kind of gathering dust that she used to have. So that's when I finally got to, you know, theoretically own a 64 is, you know, 13 years after relevance. But um, the closest I ever came was I got to borrow a buddy's 64 for like a week, and I got to just play GoldenEye all week and just do all the missions, and I loved it. Loved that game. Um, but I, again, I missed out on 64, and they had a Spider-Man game, which I believe is the same Activision game that came out on PlayStation, but I've always thought that the PlayStation was a better version of it um, because that's the version I had. Uh, so I bought that, that uh, PlayStation 1, and I got to play that amazing Spider-Man Activision game with all the different costumes, and it was just so much fun, so much... Like, I look back on it now, it's obviously rudimentary and it's not that great, but at the time it was pretty fucking amazing. Like, you finally got to do all this cool Spider-Man stuff. And then uh, I got the second game, Intro Electro, and, uh, and then in 2002, uh, they announced there was going to be a new Spider-Man game, but it was going to be a movie tie-in, and it's going to be for the PlayStation 3. Sorry, PlayStation 2. Holy shit, I'm really dating myself. So I was like, well, I, fuck, I need to buy this PlayStation 2. So I remember it was the first time I ever got a credit card. And I had savings. Like, I had money. I worked a lot. Um, I've, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before. My dad was very big on the idea of saving. And he was like, I want you to be able to go to university. Now, university in Canada is a lot cheaper than it is in the States. Um, but he was like, I really want you to be able to go to university. But I want you to be able to kind of pay your own way. Um, I don't really trust you to save money, which he was absolutely correct. So he was like, you can get a part-time job. I was 16 years old. Um, at the time, we had 13 grades in, um, instead of grade, grade 12 being when you graduated and went to school, usually you would do the OAC or grade 13 year, and then you go to university. So he, basically when I was 16, I guess I was just finishing grade 11. Um, so I basically I had a few years to go before I had to go to school. Because um, like, I was probably 16 and a half when I got my first kind of regular part-time job. Uh, so he was like, okay, you can get this job. You got to keep your grades up, but you got to save for school. And I don't trust you to do it. So I'm going to take 65% of your gross paycheck, 65%, not including taxes. So after taxes, I feel like I made like 18, maybe 20 cents an hour. Um, after everything was kind of spoken for, which is kind of fucking crazy. Like at the time in Canada, minimum wage was six eighty five. Uh, at the sh- at the shopper's store I worked at, we started out at seven fifty, which is a big deal at the time. It's like holy shit, I'm making sixty five cents more an hour than all my friends. Uh, but uh, he took all my money. But I still managed to save and save and save and scrimp, and so I finally got my credit card for the first time. And first thing I bought on it, I believe, or at least the major sizable thing I bought was I went to you know I think EB or Toys or maybe it was even Toys R Us. So, so I come home from Toys R Us. Now I've got a PlayStation Two. I'm ready to go, and I got the Spider-Man movie game, and uh, it was awesome. Uh, I, I'm at the time. You look back on it, there's a lot of problems. It's not open world. It's much more linear. Um, but it looked amazing. The graphics were, you know, really good. The only bad part about that game is that you had um, Tobey Maguire doing the voice, and it just doesn't really work. Um, especially when he's trying to, like, quip and stuff. Like, he just doesn't sound right at all. I believe it's Tobey Maguire actually did the voice there. Um, but, you know, that was, again, I, I, I started another system with a Spider-Man game. So a few years later, so obviously I got the Spider-Man 2 movie game, which... It's interesting. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's it's you know, it's the best Spider-Man game." I don't think it is. I think it was good. It was enjoyable at the time, and definitely was a revolution. Uh, being able to have kind of an open world and be able to swinging everywhere it was really cool. Uh, I think there's been better Spider-Man games, but I'm in the minority there. Um, then the next game, uh, or next major Spider-Man purchase, I guess, was the Spider-Man Three movie game, which was playable on PlayStation Three. So I bought it. It's not a good game, especially coming after Spider-Man Two. It, 
it, it lacks a lot. It's on the PlayStation 3, but I feel like I never really made a good advantage of that. And I feel like for a while there, I kind of, like, there's a bunch of Spider-Man games that ended up coming out that I kind of missed. I think there was Friends or Foes, which looked very kiddy, or, like, didn't they look as adults, so I didn't kind of skip that. I was not a huge fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man video game. Um, I just didn't really like the, the artist's art style, and maybe if I was playing it now, I'd feel different, but at the time, it just felt very jarring and weird, and not something I wanted to enjoy, even though I loved the comic at the time. Um, and then... I guess I'm trying to think. PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah. So then I got the Amazing Spider-Man. Sorry, there's a bunch of games I'm missing here. Uh, Spider-Man Shadow Dimensions. Loved that game. I was bad at it. Um, I loved it. Um, it was basically four games in one. I remember at, that was at a time when I was on disability and I played a lot of video games as a result. And I remember you know, always being trophy hunting for PlayStation 3 and really trying to get all the trophies. And I could not platinum that game because it was just so hard to get perfect runs on every level. And then there was one trophy that I couldn't get that was relatively easy that I just fucking couldn't do. And I was just because I was really shitty at these stealth levels. And you had to do an entire level without being caught. And I'm sure everyone can do it but me. Um, I'm just fucking terrible at it. Um, but I love that game. And then after that, they released something called Spider-Man Edge of Time, which was similar but different. It was basically just a 2099 slash regular Spider-Man story. Great, great um, um, voice casting. I really enjoyed that that game. I platinumed that game, I think, in like a week. Again, this is the height of my disability era. Uh, I told this story recently to a, a friend of mine that at the time uh, I, I have a sleep disorder and it, at the time it basically rendered me useless. Like, I was so exhausted all the time. I had no way of counteracting the effects of the exhaustion and I was always so tired. So they tried every medication under the sun to try and make me feel better and uh, they just weren't working. And they gave me this one and I can't quite remember the name of it so I won't mention the name of it but they gave me this one and they were like, you know, it should really enhance your your, fe- your feelings. Um, and, it, and it had the opposite effect. It made me more tired than ever. And I was a guy who was waking up at you know eight, 8 in the morning with my wife, having breakfast, going back to sleep, waking up midday, forgetting that I even saw my wife in the morning. Like, it was bad. Like, my memory was shot. I was so exhausted. I slept, like, maybe 16 hours a day. Uh, it was a mess. Um, I look back, and I'm like, I don't even know how I had a life at all or how I did anything, and it was very difficult. Uh, but I remember when I had this particular drug, um, it made me more exhausted. I remember violently yawning, and um, I just kind of blacked out. But I was in the, so I was playing this this edge of uh, this um, um, edge of now I'm forgetting what the name of the game was. The one that came after Shadow Dimensions, Edge of Time. I was re- I was playing this game, and I was just kind of I was totally out of it on this drug. And then I realized that I thought my eyes were closed, or I was sleeping, but really, I guess I had just been so zoned out that I didn't realize that I was still playing the game but I was just walking Spider-Man into a wall constantly and it took a while for my eyes to kind of readjust like it was this weird it was such a weird day I remember at one point sitting on my couch and looking and I could have sworn my wife was at the other end of the couch but I knew she was at work so I was like hallucinating so I like go to like grab her leg and just be like are you there and then I would just grab nothing but couch and it was super weird and like at some point um, I we had this um we were living in a stacked townhouse kind of walk-up, so we had this long stairway right in our front door that kind of made up to our, our main level. And I remember looking down and thinking that I saw 
the glint of red metallic ink that was on, I think, an omnibus or one of my hardcover collections. So I went to go gra- went downstairs and to grab it, and there was nothing there. Like it was just weird hallucinations. Uh, my brother in law called me and he was like, "Is Adam okay?" Like, the, like he was just like rambling gobbledygook. Like it was just a messed up. But that's what I remember most of Edge of Time, which is sad. Like I really enjoyed the game. I found it really enjoyable. Uh, I platinumed it, so it wasn't, I guess, as hard as uh, Shadow Dimensions. But I actually kind of enjoyed it more than Shadow Dimensions. I thought the story was pretty enjoyable. Um, so I really liked that game. And then, uh, and then the the Amazing Spider Man game for PlayStation Three. And I really liked that. It was, you know. A lot of tedium. You had to collect 700 comic book pages. I was on pace to platinum that game, and then my save data got corrupted, and it wasn't working anymore, and so I couldn't actually get my platinum, and I remember being really pissed off about it. And ever the supportive friend, my uh, my good friend Leon, who's been on the show in the past, uh, made sure to uh, play that game as quickly as possible and get the platinum just to make me feel even worse about the fact that I was not able to get it because I would have to do all the work into that game again, uh, which was super fun. And then... Uh, then the PlayStation 4 happened, and then the first game I bought, or one of the first games I bought, maybe the third game I bought, was, again, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, and I really liked that game. There was, again, a lot of tedium in terms of the collecting, etc. I got close to a platinum, but there was a lot of grinding you had to do in order to max out every suit's experience, so that was kind of frustrating. Uh, and now we have this new Spider-Man game, um, which, you know, I, I was really excited about it. I pre-ordered it two years ago when it was announced because I was kind of like, well, Spider-Man games for me on on any console are pretty important and they're something that I really enjoy and like to get. So, like, it was kind of like a no-brainer that I needed to get it. Um, so, but, and this is this is kind of funny to me and this is, anyone who's ever ordered from Amazon has probably had this kind of problem before. So I, I ordered this thing from Amazon and I ordered it again in 2016 and I uh, got a you know twenty percent off as part of E three deal that was pretty good. And then a year later they dropped the price because they're trying to get everyone to kind of buy as part of their pre orders. Instead of doing twenty percent off and everything, they just kind of lowered the price. So I got it for fifty bucks, but I still got the old pre order guarantee. So I was going to get it for fifty dollars minus twenty percent, um, so which is you know forty bucks, which is pretty amazing to get it like you know a top shelf game, which in Canada is retailing for eighty bucks. I was really excited about it, and uh, then the, you know it was about to come out, and I. Called Amazon. I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, it says it's going to ship a week after it comes out. That's kind of crazy. I'm a Prime member now. Maybe we can do something about this. And they're like, oh, well, we can't do anything because right now because your credit card information can't be changed. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? And like, oh, well, your credit card has changed in the last two years. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But we can't seem to change it. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we can't seem to change your credit card. Can you try? So I go into their system and try to change my credit card information. Didn't work. And they're like, oh, so. I ended up going through like an hour-long customer service rigmarole where basically they were like, well, it's your order's too old. We can't change it. We can't give you the price that you're expecting, but we'll give you $15. I'm like, mm, it's an $80 game. You're going to give me 15 bucks when you should give me 40 That's not fair. So after a lot of arguing, they finally said, fine, we'll give you the game for 40 bucks. We'll get it to you. So by the time I got it, it was the Wednesday after it came out. It came out on a Friday, which is fine. It's a great, it's, it's, you know, it's not that long to wait. However... Um, when everyone in your Facebook um, is posting about the game and, and, and all the comic creators on Twitter are all talking about it and everyone seems to be loving this game and it's everywhere and 
you, and, you know, your best friend has it. Again, uh, Leon, in this instance, was playing it on the Friday it came out, and everyone is playing it, and you're not. You suddenly developed a mad case of FOMO, so fear of missing out. So I was just, it was driving me fucking nuts uh, that I was just so far behind, and uh, it's so dumb. It's such an interesting, like, weird psychology that it's the same thing that happens when I go see you know, the big Marvel releases on a Friday and one of my buddies sees it on Thursday and it always, it always irks me. It's so dumb. It's, it doesn't matter at all. But I'm always like, ah, oh, he saw it before me. I'm so jealous. I'm like, who cares? I'm still going to see it. Like the day it comes out, like relax at him. But it's just one of those things that like, you just don't want to miss out on stuff. So I finally got this game. I have talked for like 20, almost 20 minutes about everything else that isn't this PlayStation game. Uh, and I don't have a lot of time left. So um, I love the game. I'm not done. I'm only like, I think, 40% through. Um, I like the collectible side quests. I like, there's a lot of things to collect, a lot of things to do that'll keep you busy. Um, my son really liked the idea that on the map, the uh, Peter Parker's been putting uh, backpacks throughout the, the uh, New York, and he's been webbing them up, and he's kind of left them over time, which is fun and also annoying at the same time because... Uh, you know, the webbing should dissolve after an hour, but it's easy enough to concoct a no prize in your head that it's an earlier web fluid that maybe didn't do that. But, um, uh, you know, I was just kind of going throughout the entire city just trying to get all these backpacks. So I had to, you know, open up all these relay stations and make sure that um, the sensors were running so you could actually find all the backpacks. And then I got all the backpacks and it unlocks costumes. There's a lot, a lot of costumes here. Some of them are fun. Some of them are, are developed for the game. Uh, the one that my son most wants, and spoilers, because um, it does exist, I don't know if people know, um, is I believe once you get 100% of the game, uh, you get uh, a costume where he's uh, swinging around in his underpants with his mask on. And my son, we had watched a video just kind of where they showed all the different costumes, because uh, I don't really care about you know spoilers per se, or just looking at what a costume is. I kind of muted it. I didn't really want to know about these costumes. I just wanted to kind of see what they were. And my son was just losing it. He was like, oh, Daddy, can you please play with that one? I'm like, Zach, we're not going to have that one for like a long time time um another uh, digression is that um three years ago batman arkham knight came out and i was excited i hadn't planned on buying it and i ended up buying it on the day it came out and i was excited to play it, and i played the prologue and was playing a little bit of it and then uh i went on way on vacation that first week i think it was like five days after i got it i went to chicago uh went to uh it was part of a baseball trip with my family and we went to go see cubs game a cubs game a Sox, a white Sox game against the blue jays um my home team and also uh, a brewers game when I came back, I don't think I touched Arkham Knight for like a year. And so uh, Leon would always make fun of me and be like, dude, you can't, you can't just go on vacation, forget about a game and not play it. Like, it's a great game. And I, m- I remember trying to get into it and being like, I like it, but I don't like the overemphasization on the uh, Batmobile. It just wasn't something I was a big fan of. So when this game finally came out, I'm about to go on vacation to Disney World. As I speak, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I'm about to leave on a Saturday. And uh, my buddy's like, you know, please don't stop playing this game. And so having played, you know, 30, 40% of the game, I don't think that's of any danger. I'm, I have already found myself, you know, playing it and then realizing I've played for two hours. It's midnight. I should really go to bed. I'm up later than I should be, especially with someone with, you know, chronic fatigue and idiopathic hypersomnia. I really shouldn't be staying up late playing video games, but uh, it's hard not to want to keep playing. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot to do. As I said, there's a lot of kind of side quests and missions and uh, a lot of variety and uh, I'm actually really enjoying it. And the story is pretty good. Like they've obviously spent a lot of time to make sure that the animation looks great, um, that the story, it, there is a, a like, legitimate story, and that um, I'm obviously not all the way through, so I don't know all of the story. But um, I like the, a lot of it. It's its own continuity, so obviously things are a little bit different in terms of some of the direction. But um, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's been a lot of fun, and it's you know a very solid 
you know, new entry in the Spider-Man kind of video game library, and I can only hope that we'll get an, like a sequel. Obviously, Sony spent a lot of time on making sure that this game was going to be good, that it was going to be a triple A level game, and. You know, I don't think we've ever really had that before. I mean, we've had some good Spider-Man games, but have we ever had anything where this many resources really went into it to making it the best it could be? I, I don't think we have. Um, so this game I really enjoyed. So, you know, this has been an episode just kind of talking mainly about my history with Sp- Spider-Man video games with a lot of weird digressions. So uh, whoever's listening to this, you know a lot more about me than you probably wanted to before. Um, but uh, this game is, is so enjoyable. I love the costumes. My favorite to, so far to run around in is definitely Scarlet Spider because I just I love that character. And um, a day or two ago, I went to see my brother-in-law and I was like, his favorite character, well, one of his favorite characters is definitely Scarlet Spider. He loves Scarlet Spider. He named his son Ben after the Scarlet Spider. Like, he just loves Scarlet Spider. And I was like, don't worry, it's in the game. It looks awesome. You get it relatively early. It's not like you have to, it's the last thing you're going to unlock, which was an irritation for me when I was playing uh, Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 4. It felt like there was a bunch of stuff where you weren't getting it right away or it was going to take forever. So it was nice to be able to get this a lot earlier. Anyways, this has been a, a weird kind of diversion uh, video game discussion episode. Um, don't know how enjoyable it's been, but uh, thanks for listening. You can reach me at shenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, thanks again for joining me. I have been Adam Chapman, your host. And uh, go ahead and buy uh, you know, the uh, Spider-Man game for PlayStation 4. If you don't own it already, there's a bundle right now where uh, you can get a, a sweet-looking Spider-Man-inspired uh, PlayStation 4. I believe it's the PS4 Pro, which I don't even have, so it's even better. Uh, reason to get it but uh, it has a sweet controller that comes with it too uh, which is red with that kind of white highlights so it's really nice looking so definitely pick up the game it's it's immense joy to play um, the take it took a while because I feel like older games had um, double triggers for webbing I could be completely wrong but in my mind I thought that before you had like a left a left hand and a right hand and this you only have the one but it took me some getting used to that but ever since it's been pretty easy the the gameplay as well. I'm used to the triangle kind of being more of the dodge button, and now it's the circle button, so that took me some getting used to as well in terms of the controls, but other than that, like, the the, uh, combat is pretty fluid. Um, The way in which Spider-Man moves is is awesome. Um, They've made traveling around the city... It's pretty fast. Even I mean, you can do this, you know, kind of this fast uh, travel, which basically is him on the subway, which is hilarious. My son laughs every time that we're wearing like a you know Spider Punk, and then we're in the middle of the of the subway, and it just kind of shows him like next to a guy reading a paper about Spider Man, and you just have Spider Punk just on his phone. So it's kind of it's it's fun. There's a lot to enjoy here. I can't recommend it enough. It's it's a fantastic game, really enjoyable, um, and it's well worth again. Uh, you know, picking up, and it's uh, a worthy addition to the Spider-Man video game library. Uh, probably one of the better entries. Um, I'd have to really think about it. Nostalgia is always going to blind me to Maximum Carnage, but I mean, it probably is better than Edge of Time and um, uh, Shadow Dimensions. Definitely has a more coherent story, and I, again, that they spent more time on it. There, more effort's been put into this, and, and you can tell um, that you know every all along the line, it feels like they've really up their game to make sure this is the absolute best product they could put out. And it's so far extremely enjoyable. Anyways, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.